slow. You play to win the game. Playoffs? Don't talk about playoffs. You kidding me? Playoffs? I just hope we can win a game. If you want to crown them, then crown their But they are who we thought they were. And we let them off the hook. Hello and welcome into a special edition of Commission's Corner. We're going week 13 response pod. Apparently, uh, Jack, or I mean, Cooper and Randy's podcast had ignited a little bit of emotion from two of your regulars. So joining me tonight for their responses, giving them a space to speak, the one, the only big ticket, Kyle George and Agent 11 Tyler Bagenstoss. Fellas, happy to have you on and it, it's so excited to be talking the Lug yet again, second time this week, but it's the heat of the season right now. Maybe not for me and Tyler, but especially for Kyle. It is the heat of the season in the Lug, and there were some comments, I think, that were pretty provocative from earlier <laughs> this week, and so I want to get to that. Before we dive into the Lug, though, Kyle, you shared some breaking news with us, um, and it was the most cowardly <laughs> text I'd received from you in, actually, since we've ever had cell phones. At a time like this, too. The, the most cowardly Whoa. text you've ever sent since we had cell phones, and just to recap for folks, as we were setting up for the podcast, Ty, or Kyle sent Tyler and I a text saying, hey, I hate to inform you guys, I have to switch over to being a Duck fan because I made an <laughs> agreement with Chloe. Let's pause there, let everyone digest that, because he said, the team I've been rooting for, for literally now 29 years, I have to abandon because my fiance went to a different school. Okay, um, Kyle. Let's well, you're already giving her the biggest life agreement ever, so that's yeah, that's what I, I thought. Marriage was enough, but now you're changing your fandom. We might as well call you Paul Sheffield, Cooper. Oh, that's too far. That's too far. <laughs> well, you're Kyle. You understand you're one and the same at this point. You're just no, someone that picks and chooses who you want to root for. It's like if uh, I were to switch away from being a Browns fan. So like that would be something that would be absolutely ridiculous. Oh and my I would never God. Do that. No, no. Butler's making this a no. bit, and this doesn't need to be a bit because it's not that I'm switching to being an Oregon fan. It's that I'm just starting to root actively root for Oregon because Oregon State will no longer have a relevant team. And it Chloe is basically saying, if I root for the Ducks in football, she'll root for Gonzaga in basketball. Fair trade off in life. Why? Why? Why would you both agree to root for teams that will never win championships? I don't understand. Mm, good question. Good question. Hey, we're a match made in heaven at this point, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> That's pretty. I can't argue that. Yeah. So, so, but you're making it sound like I'm transitioning to, like, abandoning the Beavers and only rooting for the Ducks. Oh, here, let me read your text. So that no, Colton, shut the fuck up. Uh, we're no, let me read your exact text. You had your chance. Boys. I also have sad news. After this season, I will have to officially become a Duck football fan. Yes. It's a mutual agreement between Chloe and I. It also works out. This is the scathing part. It also works out given OSU won't really be relevant. And that is just mean. But it's true, Tyler. Tyler, we had this conversation last weekend at your house, and you were like, yeah, honestly, like, I was fucking (laughs) hammered. Tyler, who are you a fan of next year? Uh, Beavs, con until I die. Yep, and hey, guess what? I will be too. It sounds like um, two of us are 
two of us are faithful. I, if anything, so, I'm more worried for Chloe that Kyle will you be wearing be a jersey in long term relationships? No, I will. I won't be wearing a jersey. No, because it's really I'll tempting. Those colors, years. this guy you know, will be in a little cool Michael jersey. James jersey saying, "Hey, remember 2013?" <laughs> I'm not going to wear a jersey, and I'm still going to root for Oregon State. But they're just not going to play in any relevant college football games, unfortunately. Uh, if they, for some good. reason, schedule hasn't been released yet. If they, if they somehow do get into relevant football games, then I'm still rooting for the Beavs. But the point is, is that the Beavers are never going to be a relevant college football team, at least in the near future. So it kind of makes sense to at least have a dog in the fight when I didn't go to either school. You know, so from my perspective, there it's. Totally relevant to have a dog in the fight. I would never flip over to my rival. I would never flip over to my yeah, rival. Yeah, but That's I didn't. You didn't go to Oregon, so to call it your rival is you know. Like, I've rooted. You know what? I'm more faithful of a fan than you are. I, I mean, I've I've rooted for Oregon State my whole life, and I will never switch. I went to my first Beaver game. Nothing yeah, in my text that's said true. I'm we wore big hats over Oregon State. You're you're making this something it isn't, and you know it. You're twisting words, and you know it. Nothing about what I said said I'm abandoning Oregon State. And no, only... they're now your second favorite team. We get it. We get it. <laughs> it's so it, it it makes total sense. Like they're your second favorite team. You're called you. I believe you called them a minor league team at certain points in the conversation. Oh my God. We'd have to look that now up, but I I think you said they're in the minor leagues, them. and I need a major league team to root for. Um, but I am one of the, I am I'm such a loyal fan. It's not even funny. I've rooted for the same teams my entire life. I'm still rooting for the same teams. I'm just adding an additional team. And <laughs> to call adding me, an additional rival. No. To call me Paul Sheffield, that's the one that makes me mad. And you know it's you know it's too far. You know it's not the same situation. Paul just chooses whatever the fuck team's good. And that's what Cooper yeah, does. Sounds a lot like what you're doing. But that's not what I'm doing. I'm supporting okay. my fiance. Okay. Well, I, I see it a different way. I think you're picking choosing a team as conference realignment happens. And in your text, again, I want to make it very clear. He called Oregon State. Let me, league. let me also establish something. If Oregon state was going with Oregon into the big 12, things would not be changing. Yeah. Well, that's just a, I mean, you know, that's a statement out into the ethos because we don't actually know what would happen if that took place. And All we know is you're happen, choosing then, Oregon. No, I, no. See, you're making it something that's not Connor and, it's for content. I get it. You got to get the clicks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so establishing Ty- or Kyle as a, a fake fan, let's let's move along to someone who is a real fan of their teams. Uh, that's Tyler Baggins. He sticks through thick and thin. More than one person on this pod can say with the groups that continue to disappoint him. Um, Tyler uh, Browns, Jets. Uh, who else have you? Uh, Eagles at one point. Uh, yeah. Who, who? What other teams have you liked? Sorry. I think he likes Michael Vick, Grayson Allen. Like I, I actually don't know what you guys are talking about. This. Scene. Why did he like the Browns? Everyone knows what we're talking about. This seems like a smut. Oh, Manzel. So he you likes all the nice TMZ. Guys You're trying to find. Yeah, he likes there. guys that kill dogs and would rather go to Vegas and party, the, do cocaine, and drink alcohol than watch film. Yeah, but that's pretty swag, isn't it? It is pretty swag, yeah. <laughs> okay. So it's pretty swag. Okay, just swag level off the chart. You got, you got a pretty good point, Connor. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty swag. I don't know any of the ducks that did that, um, but you just switched anyway. Let's move on to Tyler here with the Dallas Cowboys. Um, Ty, the Cowboys are 
on fire as of late. They've been dominating opponents. Some, there is a narrative out there, and I would never perpetuate this, but there is a narrative out there that they're winning against really bad teams consistently. Um, yes. That being said, they're looking really good. They, they have questions for you. They look really good. I think that narrative is true. Um, and I think the, the they're playing the Seahawks tonight. I think that's a pretty good test. But this little last stretch of games is going to, is going to show a lot. Like, yeah, they've been playing well, but they are against all of the worst teams in the league. So, and you and Randall and Cooper were talking about it. It was probably you because you love to shit on Dak, but you said – I don't love to shit on him. No, you do. No, no, you shit all over him. I remember you said – or you were talking about Josh Allen and his turnovers, and I wanted to – like, his Dak stats are way – I just can't say anything because Dak can't – until he wins a big game or gets us in the playoffs – then I can will be able to rebuttal maybe to the NFC Championship at least. So no, you're right. Until until further notice, nothing has changed. Do you think this is an NFC Championship type year? I mean, they're as good as they are any other year. I mean, they always have talent. I I like the talent on the team this year. Yeah, and but you still got the Niners and the Eagles in the NFC who are just stacked, and they're just they don't they're not afraid to get better. Like the Niners got. Um, Chase Young, right? Yep. Uh, they after all the other guys they already have, they Shaquille Leonard. He's a linebacker from the Colts. He interviewed with today for free agent with the Eagles. He'll probably go to the Eagles rather than the Cowboys. He interviewed um, with the Cowboys as well. I know, but why would he go to the Cowboys if you have a chance with the Eagles? Yeah, and and all the Eagles linebackers just went down. So why uh, why go to a team like the Cowboys when he could win a Super Bowl with the Eagles? Connor, Connor, unbiased question: Would you rather have Dak Prescott or Desmond Ritter as your quarterback? Oh, that is you have to choose no no deflecting. That that is really tough. I think I'd take Jalen Hurts first and foremost. (laughs) Uh, It's not part of the question. Followed up by Patrick Mahomes. Actually, Patrick Mahomes over Jalen Hurts to answer that question. Brilliant. I think I think in two years, both of you will have new quarterbacks. Um, because Dallas will realize that Dak's a bad team, good stats guy. And I think we've all realized Desmond Ritter sucks ass. Um including Kyle finally admitting it that it's it's glorious he's a, he's a winner yeah I bet I bet you think Bo Nix is going to be good in the NFL too so no, if the Falcons draft Bo Nix I might I might switch teams <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah we've seen you do that before Tyler back to you here yeah uh, and to answer that question I would take Dak Prescott um that's not saying much because that's, that's, I, that's, that's really saying nothing. Yeah, uh, saying nothing. Ty, with the Dallas Cowboys, yes. are you confident that the offense can keep producing the way they have been the last couple of weeks? Or sincerely, do you think that's due to the defenses they've been matched up against? Like, do you trust Dak in a game against the Eagles, against the Niners to keep you competitive? And they played the Eagles well. They played the Eagles well. I just don't it, – it, it seems like we're pretty reliant on Dak's arm and, like, there's not much running game at all, honestly, and that's kind of used to be the other way around. Um, yeah. But we can't get – shit. I mean, Cooper knows if he still has – no, he doesn't have Tony Pollard anymore, right? But he hasn't been producing. Randall. Yeah. Randall. Um, and it's not like our third string guys – the running game is down. So am I confident? No, because we haven't done it. Um, we played the Eagles tight, but if we can get some takeaways, it's 
I don't think we play a very like playoff friendly game of football. Like yeah. they're, they're they're reliant on takeaways and like big shots downfield. Like they need some other things to happen rather than like I think Philly to beat whoever they the Bills last week. They had like an eight and a half minute drive, and they yeah. were just dry, like the Cowboys aren't really doing that. I think like they're not as dominant in that way. So <clears throat> I think they can win, but I am nervous. And Kyle, I want to go to you now real quick on the Cowboys there. Tyler makes a really good point. I feel like uh, they've been maybe more flashy than yes, quote unquote, playoff impressive, you mm-hmm. know, and when you really get into those grinded out games, do you have faith in Dallas's defense to hold up uh, against some of those premier teams in the NFC? I don't think it can like get you to a Super Bowl. I think it can win you a game. Or, if we're talking like a playoff run, which is what I'm, I'm yeah, assuming. that's what we're focused on. Like here. that I, unit I basically winning all your games. But is that what you're? Yeah, like I don't think you're going to go on like a three game stretch where your defense wins you three games in the playoffs against the like that top tier of talent. I think you could maybe get away with one, uh, but I do think like to win at the highest level, like there's no doubt you have to be able to to score the best, like with the Chiefs, the Phillies, or sorry, Eagles. Um, Bills, Niners. Well, you can't go. You can't really have empty. You can't have empty possessions, really. Like field goal, touchdown, or like at least, you know, a good punt in the within the ten yard line. Like you have to play a perfect game, and I just haven't quite seen that yet. And Ty, I want to expand on that a little bit. Do you think that starts from the Mike McCarthy portion of things? Hmm. Um. I don't know. I like what starts what like the the. Well, let me ask you this: If the Dallas Cowboys could switch Mike McCarthy and Bill Belichick, do you have more faith mm. in the Super Bowl or less? Mm. Ooh, I think you got to say more, right? I think <clears throat> you don't have to. I think they, I, no. I think I think shitty the, the last two years, but no. It's, I mean, Mike McCarthy. I mean, I I don't know the guy, but. I don't think he's really thinking <laughs> like you guys did have dinner that, once. I don't think he's thinking 3D level football here. Like I think Bill's <laughs> trying to like, you know, he's always locking down their best guy, taking away their best option. Um, I, I think you got to go, Bill. I it's definitely some head coaching for sure. I think the coordinators are fine. I, I don't know. It's got to be head coach. So yeah, yeah. I I, I tend to think Dan Quinn would almost be better as the. Leader I would love team. Dan Quinn. Yeah, he'll get you to the Super Bowl, and then, you know, things will happen. And it could have been a bit of a leading question, but, Kyle, I wanted to go uh, to you here with a guy that's experienced a lot of head coaching problems when you do root for the Falcons and not one of your other favorite teams. Um, So this year, Arthur Smith, I would say, has been somewhat disappointing. That being said, the Falcons still lead the division, albeit at five and seven. Um, (laughs) Is there... Like, are you still rooting for a playoff run slash, you know, like any sort of expectations around the Falcons? Or is it kind of, hey, making the playoffs as a bonus? I'm still rooting for a playoff run because the team is actually skilled enough, I think, to make the playoffs. Obviously, the quarterback is not good, but everything else about the team <laughs> is great. Good O-line, it's, really good I, I couldn't agree more. Like, uh, our defense, I think, kind of flies under the radar. Like, it's it's not flashy like the Cowboys, but they kind of just get the job done and put you in positions to win games. 
Um, so statistically, they might not be ranked as high as some other defenses, but they kind of just make the plays when they need to make plays. Um, so yeah, I'm still rooting for us to make the playoffs, but I hate Arthur Smith. So it's definitely a double-edged sword where like I want him gone, but I also love this team. And I I do think if we got a a decent matchup, because if we do make the playoffs, we're going to have home field advantage because the division winners are going to get in. Which is huge. I mean, that's a huge variable. So if you, you know, all you got to do is have a reasonable matchup and get lucky in that first round, and then you could win a playoff game potentially with this team. Now, yeah. as soon as we get to the top tier teams, I don't think we're winning, but I think right. you could sneak a playoff win in there. Um, the quarterback but, for your team, it's, it just is glaring. I mean, well, I would, I would the, argue, I think it's the head the coach. Like, he I think it's fired. Like, he could still be fired if you make the playoffs. Like, he's yes. underperformed with this team. Um, so like honestly, the Falcons could easily have two or three more wins this year with better head yes. coach, I would argue. Yeah. I could not agree more. So that's that's kind of where I'm at. Like, unfortunately, if they do make the playoffs, they'll probably give him another year. Um, I don't think he's getting fired if they make the playoffs, but you know, it's a tough position to be in as a fan. And what's the position? Uh, well, so let me let me rephrase that. I agree completely. I think. No matter, even if they win a game in the playoffs, I'd fire Arthur Smith. I think he has a really good roster and has underperformed. Like, the Falcons are a good football team. The quarterback is glaring. So, Kyle, I guess my question for you is, wherever you end up in the draft, are you looking for a first-round quarterback? Um, I'm looking for a valuable quarterback. So, whether if we trade up for a good first-round quarterback, that's fine. But I'm not okay with taking, like, a Bo Nix late in the first round or middle of the first round. I mean, if there are certain guys, um, like, a Penix is kind of interesting. But if you can find a way to trade up for, like – I did see an article about the, a hypothetical trade-up where we trade up to, like, five or six if Drake May is on the, on the board still – that I'm definitely interested in, but I wouldn't force it in the draft. Like there are other quarterbacks that I think that are available that could run this team relatively well. Like Kirk Cousins obviously comes to mind because he's yeah. crazy at the end of the season. That's a but great call out. I think there are other quarterbacks that could get the job done. Even some backups on teams right now. Like I'd have to go through and get a list of the teams in front of me to where I could give you a specific name, but I don't think we need a top tier quarterback to run this team. Like maybe the bears decide to draft Caleb Williams with their top pick. And then we go get Justin Fields via trade for a discount or something like that. Like there's so many other scenarios outside of just drafting a quarterback that I think the Falcons could pursue to where we could get a relatively decent quarterback that could make this team much better than it is. I also don't hate teams taking a quarterback late and like getting lucky. Like I know Purdy's, you know, obvious with, San Francisco, but taking a guy late and taking a flyer on someone like it seemed to work out, you know, not all the time, but a decent amount. Yeah, yeah. I agree. I, I don't know how high Purdy or uh, like Bo Nix, for example, like how similar to Bo Nix is Brock Purdy. I think Oregon fans would argue pretty similar. Well, I I I, yeah, I just don't think Bo Nix can throw the ball downfield, and I think you have to in the NFL. Um, but like I've seen Bo Nix going in and like NFL. I promise you. Yeah, I am with you, Connor. Like I see like Bo Nix is going ahead of other quarterbacks in this draft class that I don't understand why. And I think it's just because of the stats and the fact that Oregon's a good team this year. Um, but to your point, Tyler, I feel like there's a lot of quarterbacks that would maybe go in like later, you know, day two, day three of the draft that I would rather take a player on than draft Bo Nix and waste a first round pick. 
Yeah. Well, and a guy, the, a guy that would be super interesting to me is, uh, I mean, probably the Heisman front runner, Jaden Daniels. Yeah, like, that's, that's the oh, Nick's he's just going ahead of him right now in drafts, which is ridiculous right. to me. To, to me as well. I like your Kirk Cousins point there. I think if the Falcons have Kirk Cousins this year, you have nine wins. Like, legitimately, yeah. I think it's that big of a swing from five and seven to whatever, nine and yeah. whatever that equals. They, they just uh, need someone to unlock those me. weapons, man. Like, yeah. there's got to be a way for Drake London, Kyle Pitts, Bijan, and all these guys to be more effective. I would honestly take a discounted Ryan Tannehill because he's played – Arthur Smith has had him as his quarterback before. I think the Titans are going to go Will Levis starting next year, so I wouldn't be shocked if Tannehill's out. I think he's not as good as Kirk Cousins and not as good as maybe some other options you could get, but I think he would be better than what we have right now. Um, just as a veteran guy that can, you know, unlock these guys like you guys are talking about. So they well, have just professionally run an offense. I think that's where the Falcons are really, unfortunately, you know, kind of somewhat lacking right now is between Desmond Ritter and like, I thought Heineke was going to be oh yeah better than he ended up being. He's too. just he's just a backup. Like it's it's yeah. become clear he's not a guy that's going to lead your team to a playoff. Uh, Another playoff quick bird. little note, boys. Joe Flacco getting the start this week in Cleveland is Cleveland's just, down so bad. It's just like the, one of the best defenses I've ever seen. And they're, they're seven just, and four, and they played Deshaun <laughs> Watson like five games, and he wasn't even that good early. And then no, he wasn't good ever. He and had then one DTR, good and then. Now Joe Flacco, the pass interference specialist. <laughs> though you got to appreciate that. Is that. unreal, <laughs> Tyler. And one quick comment: Who do you want Dallas to go with draft wise, like positionally? I guess O line. <laughs> I knew you were going to say it, and that's why I wanted to bring it up. And that's um, why I okay. said it. <laughs> Let's talk about Tyler. Your season. It's been a yes. hot topic on the pod. Yes. Um, obviously, you've secured the beer mile, which my team is very grateful for because I yes. scored far less points. Um, but Thank you for you're welcome. Making every terrible move you possibly could. Oh yeah, I was really good at that. That's what that is something I was good at. But also, I want to acknowledge, as we've said in all the other pods, you have been more unlucky than most teams I've ever seen in fantasy football. I don't think you deserve as much blame as your record would insinuate. I Definitely know still how bad you feel about your team. It was bad. I mean, there's no way you run the beer <laughs> yes. mile and feel good. No. Uh, well, and actually at this point, like, okay, so I'm going to start It's almost here. comical. It's I'm going to start here. Comical. So <laughs> I want to shout out our group chat for being maybe the GOAT of all group chats ever. Yeah. The League of Ordinary Gentlemen is a special group of cats, and I don't really have the time to, like, be answering back during the day. But by the time I get back to the house, showered up, and – I just get to scroll back and just some of the most absurd insults that are, you know, there's a, a ton of truth. It's like all truth, but it's like your best buds and they're going at you as hard as you can, but they know like, and they're kind of like, they're really meaning it in the moment. And then like, <laughs> by the end, like everyone really means it. And then Seems by like the you're end, talking about by the end it's all, <laughs> no, just, well, the John Paul one was special and amazing. I loved it. Everything about it, short, fat, I can't see you, grab this. Everything about it was just fucking gold. I remember John had a text 
It was so mean about, I, I don't even oh, know. when he was, said, this is what your feet look like. <laughs> that one was so funny. Oh, my God. John just sending a picture of his feet and just like, this is what your feet look like. is un-fucking-real. And I just It was the meanest it. text I've ever seen in my life, but also the one that made me laugh maybe the hardest. Oh, the hardest. So, I think we all deserve a round of applause or just like a thumbs up, like, the group chat is special. Yeah. Um, and I, oh, so I haven't been as locked in with the like the the play on the field, but I've been locked in with the group chat and it's been great. So keep it up. Um, my team, I just want to point out, has more points than John and he's second in the uh, opposing division. Um, I obviously have, a, I think I have the most points against, but I don't know the number. I know it's by like a couple hundred, I think, by the next guy. But what happened was I made every wrong decision. Like last week, Randall was like, why did he play Brock Purdy and not C.J. Stroud? Like if I would have played C.J. Stroud last week, I would have beat John. Right. But it was there's been a couple weeks like that. It was, yes. And it was Thanksgiving. Uh, Megan's cousins are Niners fans. We all had money on the Niners. I was like, fuck it. I don't, it doesn't matter. I just want to watch Brock Purdy, hopefully root for him. And that didn't go well. So that, it was just, just shit like that all year. And, you know, it just, I just it was a combination of having the most points or it I just got fucked. I, I sucked. I sucked. It was it was all on me. So um the beer mile I'm like looking forward to now, like I'm I'm just I'm not like dreading it. It's like I've been expecting this for a long time. Um some were saying and- that you're the uh second best ever on the beer mile. And I was curious if you think you could beat your previous I, time. I definitely want to beat my previous time. I forget what it was. I think it was like ten thirty or something. I, I was going to say ten thirty. Yeah, it's somewhere around that range. But it was it was very impressive. I, I do remember I was. Kyle obs- disputes no. that you are the goat. Um, I would. say. I honestly think John's the goat for not. Well, no, Tyler, you're the goat. Uh, I I am. What the do goat. you mean? I'm the goat. I've... No, no, you're. You're the B team goat. What? When did you run it in, Con? I think about eight thirty. So Which I, I, I want to. It's, it's like a two minute difference. So it's not a huge deal, but like uh, Randall, like no, Usain Bolt. Randall finishing it in eighteen minutes is yeah. I'm not Randall worried about literally beer. ten minutes. It, it is absurd, and I think it was the first beer bubble. But um, no, it's been can a we, tough season. Sorry. Can we also mention in that that. Randall's lack of willpower during that beer mile. That is what I'm questioning here. Was yes. one of the more disappointing things we've ever like, even if you're struggling, I expect people well, to Connor, compete. He didn't even That's compete. where you were you were chugging him down and straight back up. Like that's what that's I wanted to see. Done. I don't know why he didn't do that. Why didn't he just say, Okay, I have a bubble in my gut. I'm just gonna yeah. keep He's like, Oh, can you pat my back and get this burp out? Like I can't get it. <laughs> it's like, no, Randall, we gotta chug and go, brother. At one point, Paul's literal son, not Derek, but his literal son was patting him on the back as a two year old saying, Hey, you got this, bud. <laughs> yeah. And that's when I was like, This is the saddest thing I've ever seen. Yes. Um, I am happy. Terrible beer mile ch- champion. I'm hoping that so they made that two lap bet, right? It it's a lap. one. So just a to be lap. clear, I did want to bring that up. It's a one lap bet between two different people. Yeah. So Cooper oh. and Randall. And well, now, no, they have two bets though. They have two bets. Oh, sorry, yeah. I missed that. I I or not missed it, but I forgot that portion of it. No, I no, thought no, it yeah. was a one lap. So I know, I know, 
I thought it was now running the first lap with you. Yes. No, that's not true. That's not true. We're talking about week 18. That's the game that we bet on, John and I. The one he's going to in New Orleans. So, oh, you're right. You're right. You're right. Great call. Okay. Sorry. Sorry. Kyle, explain it for us. So, John, yeah, John and I, one of us will be running the first lap, depending on who wins the week 18 matchup between the Saints and Falcons. And apparently, John is going to that. If John's not going to that game, then I no, guess. No, the bet stands. Don't we'll you try to get out. Don't you try to get out. The bet fucking stands. Yeah, bet definitely stands. Doesn't I'm matter stoked. if he's there or not. He's no, I wasn't, last week. I wasn't trying to get out of it. I'm fine with doing it. Um, and then John and Cooper, or sorry, uh, Cooper and Randall have two separate bets for two separate laps. Randall's on Niners minus. They could run two each. Or two, one of them could run two, or yes. each of them could yes. run one. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Tyler, I think that's a big advantage for you. No, I'm that. loving that. Yes, and, and I have to drink sure. a beer with you too. Yeah, so and if and if I get three obviously laps, you're going to leave people. Randall behind. But uh, oh, Randall in the dust. At least you'll have Cooper and either John or Kyle with you for that first yes. lap. I think that's inspiring stuff. It is. No, it'll be great. So no, I'm excited about that. It's going to be huge for me. And who but knows no. in a, in our consolation bracket what bets are going to be thrown out there? I mean, you could have half the Luger at yes. a certain point. I might bet more laps. Fuck it. <laughs> no, I, I don't. Do that. Don't please don't do that. Yes. Your, your season's been rough. Dude, no, my. You know what's so? I won the first game of the season. Yeah, and, and we ranked you at two. Ranked me at two, and then I beat Paul. Thank fucking god. That was and the funniest I put, part. I, I put up like one fifty five or something. Um, and then Paul started to talk, and you were like. Paul, I wouldn't talk right now. You just <laughs> lost to the guy who lost eight straight. He broke an eight-game losing streak yes. and was trying to talk shit about yes. the fact that Kyron Williams was coming back. Yes, and, like, and I the Paul topic. If Paul, can can we just imagine a world in which Paul had Tyler's team and Tyler's luck this season, and how how much we would hear about it? In like, <laughs> yes, Tyler for like honestly, you've kind of just owned it and like haven't really made excuses. You've just been like, yeah, like I've gotten fucked over. I made bad decisions. We would be getting daily texts about how. <laughs> Well, let's let's also acknowledge within that topic, Paul's team is ass, and we still get daily texts about how he's <laughs> in this league. Paul's fucking it's breakdowns like, and shit. It's like holy hell! Like, is he even going to make the playoffs? Like, no, right? Like, he's going to say which I'm rooting for. By the way, I really want Paul and Derek. In. Literally, no. Oh, fuck you, Tyler. That means I don't get I'm it. Sorry. I'm he's going to send ninety percent more texts than anyone in that group chat, and still miss the playoffs. You'd think yeah. he's winning the league. Yes. And he's gonna miss the playoffs. <laughs> and it's all and just just so we're clear, because it's my podcast obligation, he will miss the playoffs because of Kyron Williams. I want you to Wow, that's quite in these last in this last matchup, Kyron Williams will fail and he will miss the playoffs. Okay. I like that. And I'll Tom. be proven correct yet again. <laughs> yeah. Um okay. okay, let's move on to our next topic unless there's any uh follow up no, no. comments there. Uh, Kyle, you you kind of led the charge here on this um, response podcast. I think a lot of it revolving around the trade slander that was thrown about. Mm, mm. Um, and it was harsh. Last podcast mm. was harsh. The podcast before that was pretty harsh. So Luke is definitely bringing out the claws towards the end of the season here. I think a lot of pent-up aggression. We're all in different spaces now, um, kind of living in different places as well. So a lot of that unbridled anger coming to fruition how did you feel about the uh, trade slander that was thrown out 
I just didn't think that I deserved to be in the conversation of like most difficult to trade with. Like that yeah, was... no one who ever is difficult to trade with does think that. Like I don't think I deserve it either. I just, I'm I just obviously no. Not. You openly admitted the entire podcast that you felt like you were the hardest to trade with. So that's that's not true. <laughs> I just I just feel like I first of all to say I'm hard to trade. I make like two to three trades almost every season. So to say I'm difficult to trade with clearly doesn't make sense because I make trades frequently, more frequently than most people in this league. But yes, Tyler, respect the hand. What do you guys say? Um, are they usually are they big player trades or are they like kind of mid tier? They're mid tier. I would say it's both, but yeah. Well, yeah, when you're fucking Derek in front of our faces, the yeah, oh Derek got just bent over and fucking then you get yeah, players. Sorry that I made a good deal that had risk on my end too, in which when it happened, everyone was like, Oh yeah, like I can see how that works out for Derek too. Like no one was like Cooper was the only one. When it first happened, that was like, that trade was fucked up. Derek, you shouldn't have done that. And now everyone else is trying to pile on and be like, we told you, Derek. When everyone was like, half the league was defending Derek. Hey, Kyle, this is the first five years of the loop for me. So I I have no sympathy for you. I always tried to screw Derek and Cooper before he got smart. Um, And now both of them are good at this. So what's crazy is becoming a lot harder. Like the position Derek's still in with the players he's given up. Given up? (laughs) Yes. Okay, let's let Kyle continue, though. Yes. No, I mean, I, I don't even really have much. I just was surprised to hear that. I feel like I, you know, I, Connor, to your point, like, of course I'm going to think this, right? And everyone thinks this. But I actually feel like I I send, like, relatively fair trades. And there's never a trade that I send where it's just like, what the fuck? That's the worst trade offer of all time. I feel like there's always, like, <laughs> a conversation that takes place back and forth afterwards. And so, I don't know. The fact that I was throwing it, it, the fact it was mainly that I was looped in with Connor and Randall that, that bothered me. I'm and Paul. Oh, actually, no, not Paul. Paul doesn't deserve that because he just doesn't trade. Me and Randall are, as I admitted in the last podcast, we are by far the biggest. Like, we do the opposite. I'm like, how can I fuck the team I'm trying to trade with? That is my thought process most of the time. With some of the more respected owners at Kyle, I think with you, uh, we haven't gotten trades done and we don't see eye to eye, but I don't really try to screw you. With most of the other league, um, I do try to absolutely jib people out of their best players. We made a deal this year, one. You were my yeah. second trade of the year. <laughs> yeah. And I would say that one's worked out about as un efficiently as we all want it. Like <laughs> Gabe Davis won me one game and then I'm scared to play him because he gets zero points and Madison's maybe the second back now. How well, about Madison hasn't there. been in my starting lineup since I got him. I, I traded <laughs> and then I spent $32 on the waiver wire for his backup. So <laughs> yeah, it's very fair. Ty, maybe, what do you, what do you maybe think you guys Are you just least, maybe you're, you're not as willing to just, not give up a shake good player, up. but shake it up as like yeah. Cooper will do it no matter what. Yeah. Like yeah. Uh, he's, he's the Cooper's the probably not the best person to trade with, the most open to trading that yes. we could have in the loop for sure. I would say for sure. I think Derek could is number two then. Yeah, yeah. Derek Derek takes swings. They yes. he has a bad uh record. We can I would we say. can think later and that it could not work out, but you gotta appreciate at least he's doing it. Yeah, even if he's the on the losing end of that more than not, I agree. And and in the moment, Kyle made a good point. Like in the moment, who knows how it's ever going to work out? Yeah, 
I it's think. just so easy to say that because for some reason, 32-year-old Keenan Allen decided to be Tyreek Hill. Yes, yes, that absolutely. is true. Absolutely. We're, we give him a lot of shit, but like in the moment, I you're absolutely right. I was like, eh, it could work out either way. I don't, I don't fucking know. Especially yeah. Ayuk's been disappointing for multiple seasons, and then this year he's actually pretty damn good. Yeah, uh, he's inconsistent, but he has good games. So right, I yeah. definitely won the trade. And I don't know. Well, no, yeah, of course. And there's always going to be a winner and loser. Uh, but again, it's it's more about trade mentality, Tyler. I think you do a pretty good job of um, being open to things, and you haven't really screwed yourself too bad. Justin Jefferson, I but, can't like that's that's the precipice of your season right there. It's yeah. like you yeah, traded but, for Justin Jefferson, then he goes on the IR for six to seven straight. Yeah, weeks. it's going to be six, and then maybe the seventh week he'll play. But uh, I should have maybe just flipped him right there for like I, – I almost flipped him for like not receiving proper value, you know, because I was screwed at that point. Yeah, you know, I was like three weeks in. To, but I, I had already three. been fucked. Yeah. No, it was like a little further in the season. I was like – and then John tried to trade for him, right, and a couple people wanted him before the deadline, and I was like, no, you guys aren't getting this guy. <laughs> you're not. You're not getting this guy. So, and because I was already out of it, I was like, I'm just gonna keep him. Well, and that's how I was with Eckler too. Is like I should have given up Eckler too. Yeah, um, but it was hard because I was like, my I saw how far behind I was in points scored, and yeah. it was like I told everyone this that tried to trade for him. I was like, I'm just banking on that he has 30 points in certain weeks, and I win. Yes, jobs. Yes, exactly. And it was enough to uh, outlast Tyler. So, you know, good yeah. enough. I'm not going to take much. Picture. <laughs> not this year. No. Um, speaking of the playoff picture, I do want to yes. talk about that with you boys. So, super interesting situation. You obviously heard the comments on the last pod and as well as mm. uh, Paul Sheffield's breakdown, which was a masterful breakdown. Of it really was. Um, it was. And as much shit as we give Paul, uh, he is one of the more dedicated to our Luke that. Oh of the owners and he always has these analytics ready to roll so paul we do appreciate you you're a total scumbag but we love you <laughs> uh, i want to talk about where we're at and kyle i really want you to kind of take the lead here because you're yes. obviously still involved whereas tyler and i are outside and not even looking and we're actually locked out oh by the way at the beginning of the pod you said like emotions of, like i haven't had emotions in months about fantasy football Oh, so emotions were not running high on this little screen. I yeah. think it was just for <laughs> no time kind of with you. Like even all I was, I said this on the last pod, I was more worried about making sure I outlasted you yes. than making the playoffs. Cause I saw how shit my team was. <laughs> yeah. There was no way well, out. I even then just the trade. I was just like, man, Tyler just has to keep losing. Connor, I think you put up one fifty against me. 157, my highest scoring week by far of the, the year. The next week, you put up like 60. No, okay. Well, yeah, that's It true. was 80. Uh, no, low. it's pretty true what you just said. Uh, yeah, no, Ty, I was just... All right, let's, let's talk about some winners in this fucking okay, league. Yeah, <laughs> let's talk about the winners. They deserve more time than us. So just to reiterate, the only two we know are in are David and Randall. Yes, um, we're not going to do power rankings tonight because it's a response pod. But I do want to talk about the playoffs in general. The main players in this, obviously, Kyle seven and five, John seven and five, Derek at six and six, or excuse me, Paul at six and six, and Derek at six and six, Cooper mm-hmm. at six and six. Those are who we're really working between here. 
Um, Kyle, can you lead us off on how you're feeling and who maybe you're most worried about stealing your position? Yeah, I'll kind of break this down and how my mentals have been the last few days. And I honestly wasn't that nervous until like Paul sent that text and like broke it down. And then you guys talked about it on the pod that dropped. And all of a sudden I like, I got really nervous and let me explain to you why, because I'll preface it by saying, I look at my playoff percentage, according to ESPN, and it says 84%. And immediately I'm like, yes, like, great. That's awesome. That's way better. <laughs> I feel amazing about that. But now let me explain to you why I don't feel amazing about it. Because the analogy I'm going to use is we're all sports betters. We all can get this terminology. There's a four-leg parlay that essentially needs to hit for me to not make the playoffs. And when you break down each of these four legs of the parlay, they're not that absurd of things to happen. And this is why I'm concerned. So while I have a great percent chance to make it, <laughs> I don't really feel like it's that crazy for these four legs to hit. The first one, obviously, being Randall beating me this week. I think Randall's team and my team are pretty similar. I would say Randall's team is maybe a little bit better, but I don't think anyone would be shocked if I won or he won. So it's yes, kind yes. of just like a coin flip matchup, right? So if Randall wins, no one's surprised, yes. right? So that's the first leg. So maybe call that leg like a solid just minus 105 pick them right there. That it's the it's the foundation of your parlay, first leg. Yes. Second leg is John wins. Now I think this is the most unlikely of the legs to hit is John winning. Because I think most people would agree that John being seven and five is obviously overperforming for the year. Uh he doesn't have a horrible team, but it's not as good as I think a lot of the other teams that are competing for playoff spots. And I would argue Derek's team is so Derek's team's projected 111, John 94. So Derek's yeah. obviously projected to win. Um, and I would say Derek's team is indeed better, but I also just wouldn't be shocked if John won. He's found ways to get seven wins this whole year. So if he wins, I just wouldn't be that surprised, but it's probably like a solid plus 130, 140 yeah. for John to win, right? So that's yes. your most risky leg in the parlay. That's definitely the most risky leg there. Yeah. And then you get to the last two legs, which just involve Paul. The first one being the Paul money line bet. Uh, he just has to win against David. He's playing a good team in David, but David is missing the foundation of his team in Josh Allen. And if Jay and some guys him, are banged up on his team. Yeah. And Josh Allen was the sole reason why I didn't beat David last week because he put up 39 fucking points. Um, so I think Paul's team, he's projected to beat David. I think he has a very good chance of beating David. I would call it like, if you're going to give, like Paul's favorite. So he's got like minus 110 to beat David outright. And then Paul just has to outscore me. And that's the last leg of the parlay. So those four things have to happen. And when you break them down individually, I don't think they're that ridiculous of things to happen. So I'm fucking nervous, boys. A lot of things to watch this next week. Yeah, I will say that's that's my favorite part um, about our league in general is it feels like it always comes down to this, whether it be the beer mile or the playoffs. It's always down to the last week. And there's a ton of obviously great personalities and teams involved. Um, um, it's nice that me and Jack, who are out of it, are playing each other. And it's just Connor, who's out of it, playing Cooper. Yeah, but I'm going to take Coop out, and I love but that. The, but I other than that, everyone else is just – it's straight up. You're playing for your lives, basically. Yeah, and I didn't mean to leave Cooper out of that because technically Cooper does have a chance. It's just the most far-fetched of chances. Like, he would have to outscore me but by, I believe, like 60 or 70 points this week, and then all those other things would have to happen too. So, sorry, Coop, I didn't mean to leave you out of it, but just to, for simplicity's sake, I, I kept I kept it at the four legs. That, that'd be a, quite the parlay hit. 
<laughs> Do you guys, so Kyle, who would your prediction be to be the team that sneaks in that's not already there? So outside of, basically it's between you and John are leading your division. That division winner is going to get in. Yeah. Um, if it weren't you two, which team are you most scared of to take that fourth spot? Oh, it'd, it'd be it'd be Paul because in order for it to even come down to that, like I would have to lose, John would have to win. Um, so one of like you said, one of us is in no matter what because one of us is going to win the division. And if John wins and I lose, then it's him. Um, but if it, but if I happen to win and John also wins, and then it comes down to him and Paul, I would say Paul is probably going to get in, right? So I, to answer your question, Paul, just because I think his team is stronger, um, and I think John's only real chance of getting in is winning our division, right? I don't think he can do it for the four spot. He has to win the division outright just because the points for, I think are too separated or I don't know, correct me if I'm wrong there, Kamish, but yeah, John has 1,175 points to Paul and I who have 1,276. So there's no way John's outscoring us by hundred points this week. Right. Yeah. 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 That's a good point. Um, I feel like in general, we're really, it feels like it's a John versus Paul type situation, as you just outlined here. That being said, we know how variable this league can be, Tyler, especially. Um, anyone can kind of go off any week, but that is a great point. The ties are going to be where it comes down to uh, points. I know what we started the season talking about. Like, should the wild card actually just be points for, you know? Mm. That being said, I, I did want to touch on that. Because if we're talking about the wild cards being points four, mm-hmm. Tyler could technically make the playoffs. So I just want to play. Well, maybe not this year. I mean, you're still quite a bit behind. But yeah, no. But if I had like, I see. Like, how much do we want to weigh record versus points four going forward? Mm. Is an interesting scenario. I, I kind of think the playoffs to sick or increase. Excuse like, me. even though I got like fucked by that this year, like I'm in favor of the way it is personally because it adds a little bit more like that winning matters than winning matter like even if you have you know a couple low like me and connor 60 to 70 like well connor still got that win at 70 even though it's a shit week right the the analogy to make is like would you rather it be like the nfl or would you rather it be like college football where college football teams that have more losses but are better than teams that are maybe undefeated get into bigger games. It's like, it's kind of, I guess that's how I would think about something, it. Something for people to that's think about, insane. but I, I, I like, I like the way it is personally. I agree. Uh, it's, it's one of those things that if we can move our league history over to sleeper, then mm. um, the other league I'm in is on sleeper. It fucking sucks. We're not moving. I changed everything I said at the beginning of this year where I was suggesting we should maybe do it. We're not fucking doing it. It's horrible. Oh, okay. Wait, what what wow. are some of the reasonings behind that? Um, the interface is not good. The only thing that's good about Sleeper is the draft. Because you get a big draft board and it's a way better interface for the actual draft. But once you get into the season and you're like setting your lineups and things like that, the interface sucks. Like all of a sudden you'll be on your team and then you click one tab and all of a sudden you're sports betting. You just it's it's a fucking wild west app. Like you just have no idea where you are. There's a million colors on every page. 
Like, yeah, yeah. Show your player's name, and then there's seven other colors for things. I'm just like, what am I looking at? I just get overwhelmed. I don't like can't, it. Can't have that. Can't have it. So that's my personal opinion on the Switch. No, that's good to know because I think you were kind of leading you and Paul was. Was the most yeah. supportive of switching. So that's that's valuable going into next year's league uh, summer meetings before we, we start up year 12. All right, fellas, is there uh, any other topics we want to cover here before we wrap up? No, keep firing in the group chat. Group chat's the goat of all group chats ever. I love it. I got to say, Tyler, your hair looks fantastic. I love that. Yeah, it's it's time for a haircut. No, it's not. Let it's it actually, it's been helping keeping me warm, that's for sure. Um, thank you, boys, both for joining. Yeah, it's thank super you, excited to have a response pod this week. Um, I know it hasn't been it's a my big week. best year uh, podcast-wise, but we are. Fuck no, it's been great. What are you talking the last about? Couple weeks. So we'll keep up that momentum. Excited to see the playoff race come to fruition this year. Uh, and we'll definitely have a pod next week. And then, of yeah. course, the special hey. edition pod where we talk to all nine other owners. We got to get Jack, get Jack on next week. Yeah, like, I was just saying. The last uh, I've tried to I've tried to schedule with Jack a million times, and his job is very busy right now. Okay, okay, oh, got it. That yeah. last podcast with Coop and Randall was fantastic, by the way. It was I was yeah. like, it was hard for me to not like just burst out laughing at work. <laughs> There's a lot of shit said, that's for yeah. sure. Uh, very entertaining. That and we need to get. Even though Derek and Paul were technically on the same pod, we need them. No, they need to be together. (laughs) I can't believe it. No, we'll do some unique combinations. Need to talk to David still, obviously. Oh, yeah, David. Shit. Want to hear from him. He's the best in the league right now. Oh, fuck, yeah. yeah. Maybe David next week That would be a good one. Maybe we go David and Jack. Hopefully they would uh, be able to work something out there. But got to talk to the couple that we haven't, and we'll keep uh, mixing up the personalities to make sure there's some heated debate. As Love the Luke championship comes down to a close, excited to see who wins the trophy this year. Sad it won't be me or Tyler, um, but Tyler, you can take that beer mile belt back with you. And oh, thank you! Pretty exciting. Uh, hoping to see a new record. <laughs> Other than that, boys, peace, peace. You play to win the game. Hello, you play to win the game. Playoffs? Don't talk about playoffs. You kidding me? Playoffs? I just hope we can win a game. If you want to crown them, then crown their But they are who we thought they were. And we let them off the hook.